Welcome to the C12 Podcast. My name is Matt. Today we have Alex Carney in our second week of our series called The Church, where we discuss what the church is and how we are a part of it. We hope you are encouraged and guided by today's message. Super excited for tonight. Tonight's a fall party. Uh, obviously, we're uh, doing this party, one, for the sake of community. If you've been around C12, this is a uh, almost like a pillar, if you will, that we're leaning into as a ministry. I'm going to kind of unpack that a little bit, uh, but just wanted to say welcome home. This week is a great week. We're having a fall party. The Braves won the National uh, League Championship. Let's just uh, praise God and, and get through the... We're one-on-one right now, okay? So we, we're not there yet. Uh, how many Braves fans we got in the house? All right. How many Dodgers fans we got in the house? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we beat, we beat the Dodgers. Yeah, I know. We'll pray for the Dodgers afterwards. Um, if you're a Dodgers fan, you can come forward. We'll lay hands on you. There's always next year. Uh, yeah, we usually say that in Georgia. Like, this year's our year. And I'm like, is it, though? You know, we do say that every year. Let's just not have the Atlanta curse. <laughs> All right, we're jumping in uh, to uh, this, this week. Um, if you've been around uh, C12, last week we kicked off our series on the church. Uh, I believe a, a, a series like this is timely as we step into uh, this season and uh, I just kind of wanted to recap a little bit of last week. So uh, Michael was here last week. Uh, if you don't know, he is a Sugarloaf Campus pastor. Uh, he came to teach on what is the purpose of the church. And uh, uh, over the last uh, 18 months, I'm sure it's felt like, oh, man, I feel like my, my mind is spinning at times. What are we going into? Uh, what, like, who are we? What, what, what is the purpose of the church? Why do we gather? Why are we here? What are we going after? And, and I felt like it would just be fitting uh, to start with something that really is just the vision of 12 Stone. And if you've been around 12 Stone, you might have seen this vision tree. Uh, if you haven't, this might be new to you, and, and that's okay. But I wanted to start out with, uh, with our vision tree. And so you know if you've been around 12 Stone, we are a church that is rooted in prayer. If you're taking notes, you can draw this out to the best of your ability. Your, your trees probably look a lot prettier than mine. I went to, I went to school. Canada, it sets you back, okay? You don't really learn a lot of things in Canada. Uh, so uh, we're a church that is rooted in prayer. At the base of this tree, it's really because of Jesus. We know in our culture that it's probably getting a little bit more complex of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And I think, let's just get one thing straight. It's really because of Jesus that all things are possible. It's because of Jesus that you have new life. It's because of Jesus that you're saved. It's because of Jesus that you can be transformed. It's because of Jesus that he gives you the grace that you need to get through certain difficulties or certain sin struggles to keep moving forward. It's because of Jesus. Sometimes we say, oh, well, it's because of C12 or because of 12 Stone or because of Josh, because of Alex, because of Justin, because of Yona, because of, no, 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 no. It's because of Jesus. God uses us but it all points back to him. It's because of Jesus. So our vision, it's really because of Jesus that we exist to transform, and these would be branches, but let me just write it up here for the sake of space, to transform families, souls, and communities. And hang with me. You might read that and you'll be like, well, what the heck? How does, that, how does C12 fit into that? How do we fit into, well, uh, families? I don't know. I don't really interact with a lot of families. I'm not really around a ton of families. I'm not 35. I don't have kids. And, and, and let's just lean into, for the sake of tonight, let's lean into this whole transforming souls and communities. That maybe there's people that you know that, hey, they don't know Jesus. Maybe you got people that are on your campus and you just so desperately want them to come to know who Jesus is. 
And over the last 18 months, there, there may have been some things that we've lost. How many of you are just, you're, you're also at the same time sick and tired of talking about the last 18 months? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you feel it and you're sick and tired of it at the same time. So let's talk about it and then we're going to move on. We're going to talk about the last 18 months. What broke? I believe what broke were some of the basic things of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. That maybe some of the basic things of what it meant to be a Christian is what was lost. Let me just write those out. Again, if you've been around 12 Stone, you might know these things. These are kind of the five rhythms of what it means to be a disciple and follower of Jesus. One, it's prayer. If you're taking notes, you can write these down. Prayer, scripture, worship. Four is community. And five is impact. These are kind of the foundation. We're a church. We're, we're a people. The church is rooted in prayer. And it's because of Jesus that we engage and we, we live off of God's word and God's word alone to be the truth and the source of direction and teaching. And we engage in worship, community, and impact. And if you've been around C12, you know that these are the pillars that we're leaning into. Worship and community impact. Maybe over the last 18 months, we lost the basics of our faith, and that's where it broke. Maybe what broke for us was just incorporating these simple things, and we might look at it and say, oh, well, those are too basic for me. Those are too elementary for me. I need something more concrete. You ever said that? Maybe, maybe you showed up to 12 Stone on a Sunday, or maybe you've came to C12 on a Thursday night, and you're like, yeah, I've heard that teaching before. Yeah, I've heard that message before. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard PK talk about that. Yeah, I've heard Alex talk about that at C12. I've, I've heard all that stuff. Have you ever said that maybe in your own heart? <laughs> I know there's days where maybe I've had the attitude of, I've done that before. I've heard that before. Yeah, I've heard all these things before. And a question that I have to ask myself, and it's, it's actually quite uncomfortable, but is, is my level of knowledge beyond my level of obedience? Because if so, then I'm just like the Pharisees that Jesus talked about. Is my level of knowledge beyond my level of obedience? And so we're jumping into these things. As the church, why does this matter? Michael talked about last week that, that the, how the purpose of the church is to worship. Worship fuels mission. When we worship God, it propels you to go forward. You can't worship God and be an encounter with God and then walk away and then not talk about it. You can't come. Let's say you're part of seven nights of prayer. How many of you guys got a chance to be a part of seven nights of prayer? Come on. And when, when, and when God interacts with you, when God encounters you, you can't not talk about it. It's the same. You see it all throughout Scripture, Moses in the burning bush. When God encounters Moses through a burning bush, he appoints him to be the leader, to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. See, when God encounters him, he can't walk away the same. When God encounters uh, Saul on the, on the road to Damascus, he has this Saul to Paul conversion where now he gives his life to the Lord, the person who used to kill Christians. He despised them. He hated them. He went on to write 13 letters of the New Testament, which are the books that we have in the Testament today. God used them. When he had an encounter with God, he walked away not ever being the same. A couple weeks ago, when we talked about Peter, 
Peter had this encounter with Jesus along the shoreline, along the beach, that when he had this encounter with him, he was no longer the same, that he felt like after he denied Jesus that it's no longer possible. Restoration isn't possible anymore. Uh, uh, Living for Jesus isn't possible. I'm just going to go back to being a fisherman. But when he encountered Jesus on the beach, on the shore side, he got a better picture of his love and his grace, and he walked away never being the same. When you have a true encounter with God, the byproduct is the advancement of the gospel. When God truly touches you, when you have a true encounter with God, you can't help but move forward. You can't help but keep going forward and to tell others about the the encounter and the interaction that you have. This is why we meet every week. This is why we're here corporately. We come together for corporate worship. We come together to learn more about God. We come together to draw nearer to God. We come together to, to be more in the presence of God. We come to, to, to hear a teaching of how we can learn in, uh, not only God's word, but how do we apply it to our life? What is there something about God that I can learn and I can apply to my life today? And so here's how we're moving forward in C12 of what it means to be the church. In the next couple of months and into the new year, uh, we're going to be having some, some worship and prayer nights. And we're going to be diving into, into what it means to be in the presence of God. And maybe you were part of C12 in the past and you got to be a part of worship and prayer nights that we've done. And, and, and sometimes it just takes a minute to be in the presence of God. Look what it says in, in Psalm 84 too. It says, my soul longs, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. In another psalm it says this, that better is one day in your courts. Better is one day in your house than a thousand elsewhere. Better is one day that I would just be in the presence of God himself. Oh, it is so much better there than it is to be anywhere else. And so how we move forward in C12, we're going to lean into that. In the next couple months in the new year, we're going to have worship and prayer nights where we just have a night where we just get to come together corporately to worship God and who he is that we get to be in his presence together. And I believe when you have a true encounter with God, you won't walk away the same. You won't walk out of this room the same way that you came in. You'll walk out telling all your friends about it. You'll walk out telling your parents about it. You'll walk out telling your family about it. Hey, this is what God has done in my life because when God shows up, you can't shut up. So this is what we're leaning into, into worship. The second thing is community. This is why we're having a fall party. If you've been around C12, you know, hey, we've been doing a lot of community-based things. We've been having parties. We've been having small groups. How many of you guys are in a small group right now? Come on. You know, <laughs> we've got a whole, like, fan section up here. I love it. If you're in a small group, this has probably been one of the most refreshing and refueling things because when you're in a group, that's really where you grow. If you're new to C12 and you're wondering, like, how the heck do I meet people? How the heck do I grow? How the heck do I uh, continue to follow Jesus? Why, why do I need each other? This is where small groups come into play. This is not just say, oh, we wrote up on the whiteboard and we just thought it'd be a good idea. Let's flip a coin and sure, let's do it. This is something that we really believe is going to be transformational. This is why we're also leading to 12 Stone Home. Keely, where are you at? Keely, if you don't know Keely, she is the bomb.com. She leads a 12 Stone Home. <laughs> Come on, we can get up for that. If you know what 12 Stone Home is, 12 Stone Home is just an expression of how we do church. Uh, here at 12 Stone, we have live and we have home, and, and Keely leads at 12 Stone Home every single Sunday. And maybe you're like, man, I want to jump in on a 12 Stone Home. I want to be a part of community. I want to be maybe a part of small groups. See, groups is where you grow. It sounds really simple. It sounds like a commercial. It sounds like I've heard that before. 
And then you get to seasons in your life where you don't have community, and then secretly you wish that you had a small group. Secretly you wish you had the thing that maybe you thought was cliche. And so we got events that are coming up. Not only tonight we got a fall party, but we got a bonfire uh, uh, next Saturday on November 6th. I'm going to talk about that at the end and just a place where you guys can just come to hang out and to be. We got a Friendsgiving on November 18th. We're actually going to do a whole C12 Friendsgiving right here in this room. We're going to have turkey. We're going to have potatoes. We're going to have green beans, greens, beans, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb. <laughs> we're going to have the whole nine yards in this room. Okay, we have a bunch of tables in here. We're going to have games on now. We're going to have s'mores. We're going to have desserts, all that stuff. This is just for the sake of being together and having community with each other. Because I'm sure we've all heard the phrase, well, all, just all, all you need is Jesus. How many have heard that phrase before? All, all you need is Jesus. All, all I need is Jesus. So if all I need is Jesus, I don't need a small group. All I need is Jesus. Well, then I don't need a community of people. All I need is Jesus. So I don't need to come to C12. All I need is Jesus. Therefore, I'm good. Look at what it says in Hebrews 10. We went on this verse last week. I'm going to have in the second half. It says, let us not neglect meeting together as some have made the habit, but let us encourage one another. Let us encourage one another. So if you say that all you need is Jesus and not each other, I'd almost want to push and just say it's, it's almost heretical because to say all you need is Jesus just isn't biblically true. That Paul talks a lot about how you need one another. There's going to be moments in your life where you need to encourage one another. You need to counsel one another. You need to be there for each other. That's why we have groups. That's why we're doing things like 12 Sun Home. That's why we're having uh, fall parties. That's why we're having a different community events because it's important to be together and be with each other. I had a guy reach out to me a couple weeks ago and he uh, was a little longer now and he uh, was asking for just some advice and, and I recommended counseling to him and he said, uh, no, I'm good. Actually, the Holy Spirit's my counselor, therefore I don't need one. What? Uh, and I, I just thought to myself, well, if the Holy Spirit's your counselor, then why did you reach out for help? See, we need each other. It encourages us, but let us encourage one another. Look what it says in Proverbs. The right word at the right time is like a custom-made piece of jewelry. The right word at the right time is like a custom-made piece of jewelry. And I just wanted to highlight uh, here in this room, and I just want to take a moment just to encourage a couple people. I just felt God put it on my heart uh, just to lean this way and to encourage people in and uh, I want to encourage a couple people right here in this room. And uh, Matt, where are you at, dude? Uh, can you guys get it for Matt? Matt is the bomb. If you don't know Matt, uh, Matt might be uh, perhaps one of, the, one of the best people who does community so, so well. And if you've seen him on a Thursday, you've seen him just, hey, if, if maybe you're new and you're like, I talked to Matt at one point in time. <laughs> Matt led me to uh, meeting some new people. Matt led me to uh, 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 engaging more with this ministry. If, if you want to know more what it means to how to foster community, how to be hospitable in spirit, talk to Matt. Matt, uh, we, we did, I mean, house parties at your house. We've done bonfires at your house. Uh, Matt has opened up his house, and we've had uh, probably too much back in the peak of COVID to have maxed out your house probably too much. Uh, that uh, COVID didn't exist in your house because everyone's like so close together. Uh, but you did community so well uh, and God's put that in you. 
The other person I want to highlight, DJ. Where DJ? Where are you at? Come on. If you know DJ, you know, you know her story, how she got the 12 stone. <laughs> you know how she ended up here, how it seemed like it was a random thing, but God ordained it. And God wanted you to be a part of this family, and God wanted you here. And you have fostered a community so well. You have helped people join in on a small group. You help lead other people and encourage those around you so, so, so well. Other people are better because of you. Come on. Justin, where are you? There, I can't miss you, dude. You're right up front row, dude. If you know Justin, you know his posture in worship. Front stage, you know, I, I remember watching the broadcast over at Sugarloaf and I couldn't help but see Justin's hands <laughs> covering the broadcast. And you know what, Justin, I love your posture in worship. You're not up on stage leading worship, but you help lead others in worship. And you lead other people in what it means to come to the presence of God no matter how I feel, no matter what today's like, no matter what my, what my week was like, no matter how I feel no matter what happened, I'm still going to lift my hands because God is just that good and he's just that worthy. Maybe tonight you're like, man, I want more of the presence of God. I want to know what it means to worship. Come talk to Justin. Because when you sit in the presence of God, you can't shut up about it. You want to tell everyone about it. So worship, community, impact, those are things we're leaning into. And tonight, we got a bunch of cards that are here up front, and maybe you just want to write a note of encouragement to someone. What it says is to encourage one another, but let us encourage one another. This is why we gather. This is why we're here, to encourage one another, to edify each other, to build each other up. Every week is not going to be perfect. Every week is not going to be restful. Every week is not going to be amazing. That's why you have the groups that you have. That's why you have the people around you that you need. It's to uh, encourage them, and so that way you can be poured into. So community, we're leaning into that in this season. We'll be jumping into that into the new year. Like I said, we got a Friendsgiving coming up. We got a, a Christmas party that's going to be happening. Come on. How many, how many have already playing Christmas music already? I was going to say a joke, and now I can't. So we're moving on. <laughs> All right, <laughs> worship, community, impact. <laughs> Christmas does not start till after Thanksgiving. Can I get an amen? amen. Ah, like 50-50, yeah. <laughs> All right, impact. How do we make an impact as a church? So over the last, again, talk about the last 18 months, we have probably have seen our culture be more divisive than it's ever been. Would you agree with that? You have probably seen us be more divisive, maybe more torn apart, maybe more distant with each other than we've ever been. See, we have normally been under the assumption and under the oppression, and we've used to, as a church, and I think we still do, but we have always strung to the fact that we've always said Christ over culture, that we're always going to make Jesus the agenda. See, when we gather together as the church, Jesus is the head of the church. And in scripture, Jesus is known as the chief cornerstone. Therefore, the church gets to be the hope of the world because Jesus is the hope of the world. So Jesus being the chief cornerstone of the church, 
Therefore, it gives us as an obligation to go make an impact to be the hope of the world. But sometimes there's brokenness within it. And actually next week, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how do, you, how do you be the church when it is also so broken? How do you embrace its beauty but also embrace its brokenness? How do you trust and, and submit to leadership when all you've seen is moral failures? How do you follow and trust to the, the church to be the hope of the world where maybe it's just it's so rocky and it's so rough at times and it's, it's, there's a lot of confrontation and it's not all uh, peace and joy and love and hope all the time amongst the church? We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the brokenness inside of the church. How do we embrace that? How do we move forward with that? And over the last several months, you have probably seen maybe culture be more broke than it's ever been. We've been more divisive than we've ever been. I know there's all these topics that we can throw out. I don't know. I'll just get it started. Things that we can debate about. What are things that we can debate about? Masks. I'll just throw one up there. What else? What else could we debate about? What else could be divisive? Politics. Let's keep going. Vaccine. Anything else? Nothing else is divisive in our culture right now. Social injustice. injustice. Let's do a couple more. What else do we what else do we debate about? What else is it is feels like oh this is this something that has made us divisive? Say it again. Guns. What else? Gender. Foreign policies. Did someone say TikTok? <laughs> All right, we're, we're throwing it up there. TikTok. Anything else? <laughs> you say wrong pizza? Pineapple on pizza. Let's take a vote right now. All right, again, can't make a comment on it. <laughs> Christmas starts after Thanksgiving. That's divisive. <laughs> I'm sure we could spend all night about what makes us divisive, what makes disunity happen. We've always said Christ over culture, and over the last 18 months, we've probably not seen that to be true, as anything and everything could be an argument. I wanted to read this quote. It's from an author. His name is Henry Nouwen. This, was, this book was written in the 1980s, and I, I just think it's so prevalent for right now, uh, and I hope that you engage on this quote, that I think it's, it's very timely, I think, for where our culture has been, where it is now, and I think it could help maybe shape some things of how we move forward. But he says this, Christian leaders cannot simply be persons who have well-informed opinions about the burning issues of our time. Dealing with burning issues without being rooted in a deep personal relationship with God easily leads to divisiveness because before we know it, our sense of self is caught up in our opinion about a given subject. Wow. But when we are securely rooted in a personal, personal intimacy with the source of life, it will be possible to remain flexible without being relativistic, convinced without being rigid, willing to confront without being offensive, gentle and forgiving without being soft, and true witnesses without being manipulative. 
it is possible. But I think in our culture, we have become more married to our opinions than we are to obedience. And when we get caught up in other subjects and other agendas, we allow Jesus to not be the driving force as to why we do what we do, that we make everything else an agenda. And then when the next hot topic comes up to debate about, we give all of our energy towards that. And then in two years, when it shifts, we give all of it towards that. And then when three years from now, we give another, it's another thing in culture. Now we got to talk about this. See, when Jesus is the chief cornerstone of the church, that he is always the main agenda because he's the head of the church. This is why we gather It's because of Jesus that we keep our eyes set on Jesus. And it will get a little bit more complex of what it means to make an impact in our culture. But when you make love the priority, it's going to impact everyone else. And when we're divisive, we just have to ask the question, how can we be the hope of the world if we look like the rest of the world? Why would people want to come to church if they look at church and they're like, how come they can't figure it out there? How come they can't figure out conflict there? I thought it would be better. How come they can't figure out what it means to move forward? I thought they would have done that by now. How come we can't be the hope of the world if we constantly look like the rest of the world? When you make Jesus the agenda... You submit in saying, you know what, sometimes I have to die to my opinions and I'm going to surrender to his will. You know what, I'm going to make love a bigger priority. I'm going to make love the bigger win. Because when we divide and we debate and we discuss, what's more important? To win the argument or to win their soul? And how we move forward, how do we make an impact? How do we as the church, how do we as C12, how do we move forward? How do we make an impact in our culture? Well, let's dream again. Let's fill heaven. If there's any mantra that we could maybe cling to in this season, let's fill heaven. And there's going to be a couple organizations that we're, going to, that we're going to cling to in the new year. One of them, Street Grace. If you guys have heard of Street Grace, this is the organization that's all about ending uh, human and sex trafficking. There's another one that's called Streetwise that's actually here uh, in Lawrenceville. That's actually uh, that is able to help a lot of families with food and supplies. And they actually deal with hundreds of people every single week. And there's uh, uh, prayer stations that they have of, of, of praying over people and people who really desperately need the hope uh, of Jesus. There's Path to Hope. That's an organization that we're going to lean into. Uh, there's things even on our campuses that we want to reach people for Jesus. We want to go and make an impact. So let's, let's dream again. Let's take some risks. I'm all about taking some risks. <laughs> I would much rather risk it for the kingdom than to play it safe and then wonder, oh, what could we have done here? So we're, we're, we're taking risks. We're moving forward. I want to see, what, hey, what is it like to go reach people on the campus of GGC? How many GGC students we got in, in this room? Come on, UNG, where you at? <laughs> <laughs> Georgia State, where are you at? Any other university? Shout out, universities you go to, where are you at? <laughs> Online, I don't go anywhere. <laughs> there we go. Okay, Georgia Tech, where else? Did I hit them all? We are, we, we hit them all, okay. Liberty Online, Iowa Online. <laughs> 
Self, <laughs> self, self student. I don't know. We're going to dream again. Emma, where are you at? Emma Renfro, where are, you, are you in this room? Yes. Hey, we're, gonna, we're actually connecting with Emma. We're actually uh, looking what it looks like to start a small group on GGC's campus and reaching people for Jesus there. Uh, JD and Dylan, I don't know if you guys are in the room, but they're on the GGC baseball team. And actually meet with them on Sunday to what it means to reach people on the campus at GGC, reach their baseball team. Uh, they actually started a small group a couple weeks ago, and they had 14 guys show up right there in the locker room. And they were like, I don't, I don't, and they literally came like, I don't know what we're doing. Let's figure it out. I'm, I'm all for, hey, let, let's put something together. Let's go reach people on campuses. Let's, let's, let's think outside the box. Let's dream again. Let's go fill heaven. Whatever shape or form, whatever it looks like, this is what we're gonna lean into. And so in this season, or obviously this is the pillar we're focusing on. Impact is gonna, un, we're gonna unpack that a little bit more in the coming months into the new year. But right now we're leaning into the pillar of community. That's why we're in what we're in. That's why we're doing a fall party. And so tonight's not going to end how we normally end, and there's usually a worship song that comes up, but I just want to take a moment. I want to pray over you. Maybe tonight you just need encouragement. Maybe tonight you're like, dude, I'm just tired. I am just restless. I, I, need, I need people. And tonight's just going to be that. We have a bunch of tables that are out in the lobby. We got a ton of pie that's out there. We got a bunch of desserts. Uh, we got a bunch of sugar. Uh, we got an EpiPen if you need it. I don't know. We got, uh, man, tons of snacks that are out there. We got, uh, <laughs> we just got a bunch of tables. We got a photo booth. Phoenix Roasters is still open. If you want a cold brew, if you want that, you know, pumpkin spice latte, I don't get it. Uh, but if you want one of those drinks, you can for sure get one of those. Uh, we just want tonight just to be fun for you. We really believe that, hey, fun leads to trust and trust leads to death. We're gonna lean up. We're gonna have fun. So ha go have fun. Have fun in the lobby. Have fun eating pie. Have fun talking with other people. We got games that are out there on the table. We got cornhole. If you wanna start a tournament, you can go ahead by all means. I won for our all staff. So if you want a challenge, I'm totally up for it. If you want to just hang out inside Phoenix, you're more than welcome to do that. I wanna pray and then we're feel free to leave. We can hang out with each other. We can go eat food. We can hang out. Because this is, what, this is why we do what we do. We get to be the church. So church is not just what happens in here. Church is us being together. So we get to be the church out in the lobby. We get to be the church sitting, eating, uh, eating pie. We get to be the church drinking a cold brew. The church is not where you meet. It's just who you are. So let's encourage one another. So I'm going to pray, and then I can kind of dismiss, and, and I'll kind of give you instruction on where to go. But like I said, we, if you just want a note of encouragement, you want to write uh, one for someone tonight. Maybe you're like, I'm, I'm thinking of someone tonight. Maybe there's someone that's with me. Uh, maybe there's someone that you know that isn't here tonight. And you just love to write them a note of encouragement. This is, this is why we do what we do. We get to encourage one another. So let me pray. So God, thank you for tonight. God, thank you for who you are. God, thank you for this ministry. God, thank you for all that you want to do inside of C12. And God, as tonight maybe looks differently than what we've normally done, God, this is still the church. God, that we get to be lighthearted with each other. God, we get to have fun. We get to, to eat food and hang out and play games and laugh and talk and, God, catch up on life and talk about school and talk about work and our friends and our dating life, our family. God, all of it. God, all of it, God, pertains to you because, God, all these things are in our life. And, God, in the midst of it, we get to encourage one another. And so, God, I pray even tonight it would be such an encouragement, Father, to those that are here. God, may it be a breath of fresh air. 
God, in the midst of midterms, in the midst of school, in the midst of crazy, God, in the midst of new jobs, and God, in the midst of new pressures, God, I pray that tonight would be such an encouragement to all of our hearts. And God, that your presence would really just be in the midst, God, not only in this room, but God, in the lobby, and God, throughout the night. And so, Father, we just pray this in your name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the C12 podcast today. Take some time to encourage someone in your life just with a text or a call or in person and just let them know how much they mean to you. I would love to invite you to a C12 bonfire next Saturday, November 6th. This is a great way to make friends and grow in community. So make sure to follow us on Instagram for more information about the bonfire to get the address and all those kind of things. Uh, Make sure to check us out on Instagram at C12Stone and other information about College of 12 Stone as well. Of course, you can find it there. Hope to have you join us next week and at that bonfire.